0: USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week, till it's over, over there. <laughs> Greetings to Uncle Sam's Armed Forces from the American Entertainment Front shooting another command performance out on 20 beams of shortwave to every nook and cranny of the world. Tonight, Broadway stars and Hollywood stars twinkle together in a special sky high above Cleveland, Ohio, where the convention of the National Association of Broadcasters is assembled to hear the letters you men have written in and the stars you have commanded to appear. Tonight's first letter comes from Seaman First Class L.J.H. in the
1: U.S. Naval Hospital at Pearl Harbor. He says... Dear Command Performance... Since that certain Sunday morning where an unexpected visitor's dropped in on us, I've been looking at the world from a cot. I'll be up on my feet again any day now, but in the meantime, as a certain Red Cross nurse sitting here beside me, puts it, I've got to depend on other people's legs. Long as I do, I figure I may as well aim high. How about the lady with the most publicized pair in the world, Miss Marlena Dietrich? Seaman
0: L.J.H., your wish is our command. Here she is, lovely, charming, ravishing Marlena Dietrich.
2: Thank you, Jimmy Wallington. And hello, a very special hello, to my friend L.J.H. at Pearl Harbor and all the other fighting nephews of Uncle Sam. Last week in New York, I was speaking with Fred Allen, who entertained you in command performance some time ago. Following his appearance, a group of you boys in Australia wrote him a wonderful letter of appreciation. Fred let me see that note, and as he handed it to me, he said, Don't lose that letter, Marlena. It's the biggest salary check I've ever received. That statement by Fred Allen goes for all of us in show business, because you boys out there are the stars now and we are just supporting players. As they say in Hollywood, we're bit players, doing our little bit for you fellows who are doing so very much. And now for the show. In response to the request of the boys on the 97th Medical Detachment, APO 954, location known but censored, I give you from Great Lakes Naval Training Station, Lieutenant Commander Eddie Peabody.
3: King of the LeBanjo.
1: It's a pleasure to appear on command performance with the assistance of Bob Moonen, musician second class. I'd like to play a little something we've cooked up special for the boys in the service. What do you say, Bob? Okay. <laughs>
2: Peabody, if those Navy pals of yours continue picking on the enemy the way you pick on that banjo, that's all, brother. <laughs> now for Staff Sergeant K.E.U. down in Trinidad, the second triumphant command performance of Tommy Riggs and his imaginary little bundle of mischief, Betty Lou. <laughs>
4: he can ride Give a man a horse he can ride. Give a man. Why horse Betty Lou
2: That's an odd song for a little girl to sing.
4: Oh hello, Miss Decree, that's a very special number. I'm singing for a very certain person, don't you? Don't I what? Betty Lou? Well, don't you know that Mr. Tommy went horseback riding? Horseback riding? Yes, but on the horses he tried to ride they had a very patriotic motto. A very patriotic motto. What was that? Keep them flying, kids.
3: <laughs>
2: Speaking of horses, Betty Lou, I understand that Jimmy Wallington took you to the races. Is that right?
4: Well, I thought it was right at the time and until I made a bet on a horse called Itchy.
2: Itchy? Are you sure the name of the horse was Itchy?
4: Well, it must have been they had to scratch him in a third race. So... <laughs>
2: Don't you know it's wrong for little girls to bet on the horses?
4: Well, I know it now.
2: <laughs> I see. <laughs> So your horse lost the race, is that it?
4: Yes, but he almost won. At the finish line, he was neck and neck with the horse that beat him.
2: If both horses were neck and neck at the finish line, how could your horse lose?
4: The other horse stuck out his tongue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's too bad, Betty Lou. Did you bet him on the nose?
4: Yeah, no, I bet on the whole horse.
2: (laughs) Well, all in all, Betty Lou, I guess you didn't have a very good day at the races.
4: Well, I was doing okay until Jimmy Wallington touted me onto a nag in the toy and I lost my shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, pardon me, Marlena, but Betty Lou, what language?
4: Oh, hello, Mr. Tommy. I'll be back in a minute.
1: No, now, now, don't run away. I want you to answer some questions for me.
4: Well, that's why you have me at a disadvantage.
1: What do you mean I have you at a disadvantage?
4: Well, you ask the questions, then turn right around and put the answers into my mouth. Hmm. Silly, isn't it?
1: <laughs> now, don't be funny.
4: Well, if I'm not, how long do you think you'll last in radio? Hmm.
1: <laughs> Never mind. Uh, but what about that money that was in your piggy bank? Uh, What money? The money that was gone when I shook the bank.
4: Oh, I beat you to it, huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, tell me, what did, you, what did you do with the money that you took out of your bank?
4: Well, Mr. Wanning needed some spending money, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Yes, I did, too. I know you did. You lost your place.
1: I'll find it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I'll bet you don't know what happened after the races were over.
1: Well, I'll bet it was nothing trivial.
4: Oh, nothing like that. But one of the jockeys let me gallop all the way around the track on the winning horse.
1: Well, sit down and tell me about that. I can't. You can't tell me about it?
4: No, I can't sit down. (laughs) But oh, pardon me, Mr. Tommy. There's uh, Mr. Wallington, and I've got a a little financial discussion with him. Oh, Mr. Wallington.
0: Hello, Betty Lou. It's a beautiful day, isn't it?
4: Never mind the weather. What about my piggy bank?
0: Oh, why, Betty Lou, don't worry about your piggy bank. You know me.
4: Yes, and that's what I'm worried about, too.
0: (laughs) Now, look, Betty Lou, I'm going to let you in on a very good thing at Jamaica tomorrow.
4: Yes?
0: Here's a three-horse parley that can't lose. In the first race, pick Is Gone.
4: Is Gone?
0: That's right. In the second race, the horse's name is Forever. Forever. And in the third race, pick My Doe. Yes? Now, have you got that straight?
4: You have no idea.
0: Okay, what is it?
4: My dough is gone forever, so there, too
2: Thank you very much, Tommy Reed. And now, in response to the insistent demands of American fighting men all over the world, the return engagement of the popular singing star, Kenny Baker.
5: My heart, Even though you're far away I can hear the music of The song of love I sang with you You are always in my heart And when skies above are gray I remember that you care And then and there the sun breaks through Just before I go to sleep There's a rendezvous I keep And the dream I always meet Helps me forget we're far know exactly when,
3: dear.
5: But I'm sure we'll meet again, dear. And my darling, till we do. You are always in my Mountain top so high that somehow love can't climb. No, no, true love will find a way. There's no river quite so wide that love can't cross in time. Please believe me. Well, Just before I go to sleep There's a rendezvous I keep And the dream I always meet Helps me forget we're far apart I don't know exactly when, dear But I'm sure we'll meet again, dear. And, my darling, till we do, you are all...
2: Thank you, Kenny Baker, and our gratitude to Johnny Augustine, who is guest conductor of the orchestra tonight. Command Performance now answers a letter from Private D.V., U.S. Marine Corps, somewhere in the Caribbean. Here's his favorite star, Miss Mitzi Green.
6: the bar, the people gather around when he's on the stand and when he plays he gets a hand the rhythm he beats puts the cats in a trance nobody there bothers to dance when he chants with the bass and guitar oh beat me daddy ain't to the bar now the way I imagine the same song might be sung by Miss Catherine Hepburn it's really amazing the way the multitude gathers about when he's on the stand really it is And when he plays, they demonstrate their appreciation by giving him a hand for which he's so beholden. His rhythmic expression throws the felines in a trance. Nobody present gets the urge to dance. When he combines the bass and guitar, ah, but that's another Philadelphia story. I shout, beat me, father, eight to the pool. A plink, plank, a plink, plank, plink, plank. Plunking on the keys definitely devastating. A riff-raff, 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 riffing out with ease. Heavenly, isn't it? But when he coagulates the bass and the guitar, I shout, meet me, Daddy, I'll be at the bar. And now, Miss Greta Garbo. The public's congregating When he's understand And when he gives the music They clap with the hands Such tempo, such technique Puts me in a trance I'm floating on air And I don't want to dance But when he yams With the bass and guitar They're calling Beat Mr. Kovsky A to the bar I think I, thank. I think, thank, think, thank, think thank. I think tank, think tank, think tank, I think I go home. Such a riff
3: raff,
6: riff I want to be alone, but when he yams with the bass and the guitar, I'm calling now, beat Mr. Potsky, hey to the bar. <laughs> Miss Fanny Bryce. You wouldn't believe it how the people's are crowding when understand he stands, and when he plays they're applauding like anything and whistling with the feet and with the hands. The ribbon he beats puts the pushy cats in a trance. They're insensible and conscientious. In fact, they're in a coma. Nobody here, there, anywhere bothers to do the conga, the rumba, not even a jig. But when he jim-jams with the jelly On the bustle with the guitar They're screaming, ay ya yeah, Beat me, popsy-doodle Half a dozen to the bar A plink-plank, plunk punk, plank-steak chop liver on the keys A riff-roof, riff, rap house, rip <laughs> Boy, it's here, cheese But when he jim-jams with the jelly On the bustle with the guitar They're screaming, ay yeah, ya Beat me, popsy-doodle Six and seven-eighths to the bar a boogie boogie floozy-boozy, oi foy, hot fooch Beat me popsy-doodle, half-past eight to the bar
2: <laughs> subject, Each command performance recently from two fighting Americans thousands of miles apart One bears the postmark Trinidad from private first-class R.G the others from sailor JBJ with a U.S. fleet somewhere in the Atlantic. He is the truly great star both letters asked for. L. Jolson.
7: Thank you, Marlena Dietrich, and greetings to all the fighting men who have commanded my appearance here. I'm especially glad to answer that letter from Trinidad, and I might tell you boys down there that this tonight is just a preview because very shortly after you've heard this broadcast, I'll be on my way to Trinidad where I hope to meet each and every one of you in person. Of course, this is a very thrilling experience for me tonight, not only because I can do a little something for you boys out there who are doing such a big something for us here, but because I have the opportunity to work with Marlena Dietrich, and believe me, boys, that's nice work if you can get it. Just think, Marlena, what the boys out there in the service would give to be in my shoes now. <laughs> of course, later, I'd like to be in my socks.
2: <laughs> Do your feet hurt? I beg pardon? Do your feet hurt?
7: Quiet, Gracie. You know, <laughs> Marlena, one of my ambitions has always been to play a love scene with you in a picture.
2: Oh, are you in pictures?
7: Insult, number one. <laughs> I was in pictures. The last time I worked in Hollywood, they released me and kept the picture. But I'd still like to do a love scene with you. Marlena, put your arm around me. Hold me tight. Don't let me go.
2: How long am I supposed to hold you?
7: For 30 days, and if nobody calls for me, I'm yours.
2: Before I could appear in a love scene with you, Al, I really ought to know how you kiss. Well,
7: maybe sometime when I'm not so busy.
2: What's the matter with now? Kiss me. There's nothing to it.
7: Oh, now, wait a minute, Marlena. I'm... <laughs> I'm bashful.
2: Oh, come on. Don't be afraid. I guarantee you there's nothing to it.
7: Well, I'll...
2: I'll take a chance. There. Well? I was right. There is nothing to it. <laughs> A of us have been traveling around the country, appearing at a lot of army camps. What was the funniest experience that happened to you?
7: Well, last week, Marlena, and this will kill you, I appeared at a camp, Camp Upton to be exact, and I took along ten beautiful showgirls from the Broadway hit Best Foot Forward. I arrived at the camp, and the CO, you know, that's the uh, commanding officer, took one look at the girls and said, Al, I'm afraid to let you take these ten beautiful girls in the camp. And I said, why not? And the commanding officer said, after all, look, Al, we've got thousands of boys here. There's no telling what would happen if you turned these ten gorgeous creatures loose among these fellas. Well, I placed my hand on his shoulder and I said, Colonel, I'm afraid you got us all wrong. These are high-class girls. Many of them have a fine background. They the intellectual type. Why, with these girls, everything is in the mind. Everything is in the mind. And the colonel said, I don't care where it is, these guys will find it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Marlena, where are you going?
2: I'm going to that camp. No, no. (laughs)
7: Well, that wasn't the only funny experience I had. On my trip up here to Cleveland to broadcast for you boys, I stopped somewhere in the hills of Ohio at a little garage. And I said to the fellow who ran the garage, I said, give me 10 gallons of gas. And Jesse went to go for the gas. I said, by the way, have you got a radio here? He said, sure, why? I said, well, I want to hear the news. I want to hear what General MacArthur is doing in Australia. He said, General MacArthur, who is he? I said, you mean to tell me you never heard of General MacArthur? And he said, no. And I said, well, after you get the 10 gallons of gas, get me four new tires.
3: <laughs>
7: but when I, when I arrived at the hotel here, the Carter, one of the nicest hotels here in Cleveland, I had something happen to me, well, that in all my years in the theater, I never believed possible could happen. It was really the worst insult I've ever had in all my life. I was rather tired, riding all night. So I went up to my room. I wasn't in there five minutes when there was a knock on the door. Like that. And I said, who's there? And the boy said, a house detective. I said, what do you want? He said, have you got a woman in that room? I said, no. And he said, here's one. He shoved one in. How do you like a thing like that? I wouldn't have cared, but the price I'm paying for that room, he should have shoved two in. And now, boys, I want to tell you, I, I had, I had a little surprise for you tonight, but I'm sorry that I have to disappoint you. Gypsy Rose Lee wanted to be on the command performance here tonight, but I'm sorry to say that circumstances over which I have no control make it impossible for her to appear. But she sent me a wire, which if you don't mind, I'd like to read to you. Quote, Dear Al, sorry I can't with you, be with you tonight, because I'm appearing as guest star on the Bear Aspirin program. Unquote. Unquote. <laughs> And now, boys, boys, I'm going to sing you a couple little songs that your daddies and your mothers might have heard. And you, too, perhaps. First, the immortal George Gershwin's Swanee. <laughs> I've been away from you a long time. I never thought I'd miss you so. Somehow I feel your love is real. Near you I want to be. The birds are singing it is time. The banjo's running soft and low, I know that you yearn calling me too, Swanee, you're calling me, Swanee, how I love you, how I love you, my dear old Swanee, I give the world to be among the folks in D.I.X., I even know my mammy. Waiting for me, praying for me down By the Swanee. The folks up no won't see me no more When I get to that Swanee shore My dear old Swanee, The folks have not more. seen see me no more When I get to that song. And now, boys, a little song that helped me pay the mortgage on my farm. I hope you remember it. Yes, sir. You're playing Mammy I hope you remember it <laughs> The sunshine deep The sunshine's west I know where the sunshine's best Mammy My little Mammy My heart's the rings Are tangled around in Alabama I, I'm a-coming Sorry that I made you wait I, I'm a-coming I hope and trust that I'm not too late, Ah, Mammy, my little Mammy. I'd walk a million miles for one of your smiles, my Mammy, Ah, oh. Mammy, Mammy, my little Mammy. The sun shines east, the sun shines west. I know where, I know where, the sun shines best. It's on my mammy I'm talking about, nobody else's. My little mammy. My heart's rings, my tangle around, Alabama. Mammy, mammy, I'm coming. Oh, I, I hope I didn't make a wait. Mammy, I'm coming. Oh, God, I hope I'm not late. Mammy, look at me. Don't you know me? I'm a little baby. I walk on million young is a song a lot of you asked me to sing. Hit it, Martin. When the wintry, winds start blowing, and the snow is starting in a fall, then my eyes turn up to knowing that's the place that I love best of all. California, I've been blue since I've been away from you. I can't wait till I get going, even now I'm starting in the fall. Oh,
3: California, here I come, right back where I started
7: from. When flowers are oh, flowers bloom in my spring, this morning. That dawning birdies sing and everything The sun kissed miss said. don't be late That's why I can hardly wait Come on, open up that golden gate California, here I come California, here I come, yes yeah. Right back where I started from Where flowers the flowers bloom in the spring morning and morning the birds sing and everything the sun is this and don't be that's why i can hardly wait come on open up open up open up that golden gate california here are. Thank you very much. And now, before I leave, I want to say this to you guys out there on the fighting front. The Japs claimed they started this war because Japan was congested and they needed more space. If more space is what they want, they'll get it, guys, because we're going to give them hell.
0: Command Time is the bugle boy around here, and he's fixing the sound taps any second now. But don't forget, command performance will blow Reveille each week and every week till it's over, over there. Make known your demands for entertainment, and they'll be answered. And listen, fella, the demands of Adolph and Tojo and Benito, they're being answered too. And, buddy, it's not entertainment they're getting. So long.